Hi everybody, before we get started today, I want to invite you to please subscribe to our channels, whether it be SoundCloud or YouTube. Uh, hit that notification bell so that you receive notification of when new content comes out from us. Sign up for our courses and check out all of our content over at CatholicStudiesAcademy.com. You can see we have a lot of freebies over there along with our paid courses taught by our lecturers, both in philosophy and in theology. We also have books by our lecturers available uh, that you can click through uh, from our website. So please check out all of our content over there at CatholicStudiesAcademy.com. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to Take Every Thought Captive, our weekly look at the Catholic intellectual tradition and an exploration of the authors, books, and topics that have shaped Catholic thinking for 2,000 years. My name is Jason Gale, and I'm joined this week by Dr. Benjamin Smith, our lecturer in philosophy for Catholic Studies Academy. And uh, as we kick off this new year of 2021, uh, when first, you know, Dr. Smith and Dr. Buzakelli and I just want to thank you for all the support we've had over the past couple of years. Uh, we love doing what we are doing. Um, we love uh, uh, having the opportunity to discuss these these uh, topics of importance, these topics of consequence, and uh, we just want to thank all of our listeners uh, for giving us just a, such a successful um, year uh, and, and previous year of, of that as well. We want to keep continuing uh, to do that. So please continue to uh, support us. Know that we're very grateful for everything that uh, uh, that you've given us, the feedback that we've heard, um, and uh, just know from the bottom of our heart, thank you um, uh, for for everything that uh, uh, that mm-hmm. y'all have provided us, as much as we try to provide uh, you with solid content and good discussion. All right, our topic uh, for uh, today to kick off our our new year, um, uh, as it's not quite yet in shambles, not quite yet. Um, but uh, our topic <laughs> for today is uh, getting your mind straight in 2021, and so. Uh, it's going to be uh, as much as we're going to rely on philosophy and uh, good Catholic wisdom. Uh, it's also, we're going to also try to hopefully make this very practical for our listeners because uh, mm-hmm. 2021 is already shaping up to be uh, filled with uncertainties, um, mm-hmm. anxieties, conflicts, anger. Uh, and sometimes we don't even know what to do. We're just probably right. kind of standing around saying, I don't know whether to be angry sad um like you know (laughs) what do i do do i buy you know gun you know uh, what is it um beans bandages and bullets or you know (laughs) or or, or what do i do you know so Mm -hmm. um we want to try to uh give you kind of an intellectual survival guide maybe uh for 2021 (laughs) um and so dr smith uh uh kick us off here you know with all of the uncertainties and things that are happening and Mm -hmm. uh um you know how should we how should we how should we set our minds as we go into this this uh, this new year of of chaos? <laughs> yeah, right of chaos. Yeah, I mean, uh, in all honesty, Jason, I, I uh, uh, um, we can just kind of go back and forth here on different ideas we sure. have. But, uh, I, I really just sort of uh, am approaching this a little bit uh, this morning with a kind of a kind of a heavy heart, you know, um, in terms of where we are as a, as a country and, sure. and um, you know, the future for my kids and uh, all that sort of thing. I mean, it's, it's, it is a daunting time. And, you know, I see, you know, um, I see a great, you know, we, we don't need to detail all of the things that are going on. Everybody knows yeah. uh, the conflicts associated with uh, COVID-19 and the conflicts associated with our current political situations. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough times and, yeah. uh, and, and, and I think a lot of, um, 
a lot of good people feel depressed, confused, disoriented. Uh, and I certainly sympathize with that. Um, the, um, I think where I would like to begin um, is something that, that I was thinking about the other day that, that's kind of rooted in just our family prayer practice, um, sure. which, uh, you know, often we pray formal prayers. We recite the Psalms together. Um, <clears throat> but sometimes, you know, uh, we also pray extempore and uh, or just you know, offer our own personal prayers. And uh, when I do that, often I, I, end the, I end the prayer with a petition for uh, clear minds and grateful hearts. Yeah. And I thought, man, you know, actually, that's kind of, that's not actually a bad idea for our country right now. <laughs> you know? Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, let's start with clarity. Um, yeah. You know, and as a philosopher, I can speak to that, I think, um, uh, more effectively than anything else. Um, you know, I think we need to have clear thinking. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, there's so much confusion. Um, you know, we, we talk about the, uh, Jason, um, the darkening of the intellect yeah. based on original sin. I think right now, that's, I feel like we're all going around with almost like a, a dark, uh, an extra darkened mind, right? Like as if the minds, the mind, kind of like the public mind of America mm-hmm. is just darkened, <laughs> you know? And uh, I think we've got to break through that um, to some degree, at least, and, and try to think clearly. What does it mean to think clearly? Um, you know, clarity means um, a certain openness, mm-hmm. uh, a certain accuracy, right? Uh, a lack of fog, a lack of distraction, uh, focus, those sorts of things, right? Yeah. And I think the, the, the most effective way to get back to clarity is to get back to simplicity, uh, mm-hmm. is to simplify, mm-hmm. right? There's so many things... It's, it's amazing, Jason, the amount of information we are presented, <laughs> the number of claims we're yeah. presented with, the amount of theories we're, we're presented with, predictions, all sorts of things, right? And it's just like the mind, and I, I think even psychologists and neurologists have, have spoken this, our minds are just not set up to process that much stuff, sure. right? And I don't think we can process that much stuff uh, effectively and it certainly bogs down clarity when there's that much going on in your mind you can't think clearly there's too much in the way right? oh yeah it Absolutely. just it just weighs you down you know um so i think what we need to do in, in order to get clarity is to is to get simple <laughs> uh yep. a return to a, a, a certain kind of simplicity i don't mean naivete or stupidity of course but um or ignorance uh, but simplicity, and that that means going back to first principles. Does does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that actually goes right along with one of the uh, uh, before we hop into first principles. That actually goes along with one of the one of the things that I was thinking about. You know, is on a very practical level. You know, um, when we look at you know just everything and everybody in the world, mm-hmm. you know that's great. And we we do live in this this society that does have this kind of global outreach and connectedness. But God has not said to you, Dr. Smith, Dr. Smith, 
you know, you're going to be responsible for <laughs> the people on the globe. And no, you know, I'm not going to give you too much, just the people on the globe. Like, no, no God's given you a very specific set of people that, that is going to be uh, uh, influential on your judgment. Right, right. Right. You know, so same, same with me, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be responsible from, for, you know, for the jerk in high school that's posting a bunch of commie stuff on Facebook. <laughs> right. I'm going to yeah. be responsible for my wife and kids, that's you know? Right. And so that's I think, right. you know, for, you know, when you say simplify, you know, one of the first things I think we could do is, you know, think and, and bring this to your prayer, bring this to your, to your, you know, uh, to your meditation and, and mm-hmm. discernment that, you know, you know, make a list. Who are the people that God has placed into my care? You know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're a catechist, well, you know, that's going to be your students too. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to be your wife, your kids, your mother, your father, mm-hmm. your siblings. Right. You know, it's a very small group of people. It's, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and most of them, guess what? Are not online. That's not where you're, <laughs> that's, or that's not where your interactions with them are going to happen, <laughs> you know, except for here, except for us here on, uh, uh take every Cat Cat yeah, right. <laughs> We want you to that's stay right. with us. Uh, um, right. but, yeah. but, but seriously, you know, look at the ones that God has placed into your immediate care, the ones that you're right. going to be held accountable for at your judgment, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, you have your, you know, your quote unquote audience, you have your, you have the people that, uh, uh, that you have your responsibilities to, you know, that's a good place to begin. That's a good place to set, to begin to simplify is to say, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, who are, who are the ones towards which I am going to be acting in, in, in this way and stuff. So, but when we get into that acting, we are going to need some first principles. Sure, uh, sure. Um, so, so how do we, how do we then set our mind uh, to, to begin to uh, go? Yeah, so I think, you know, when you think about first principles, these are foundations, uh, foundational beliefs, foundational ideas, uh, you could put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, you know, there are several different ones you could, you could start with, but, you know, one, one very practical one is to always return to the question of the ultimate end. Yeah. Um, you know, um, uh, to know God, right? <laughs> Uh, um, to know God, to serve God in this life and to enjoy him forever in the next, uh, you know, is another is way of putting it, right? Um, to glorify God, right? God is our ultimate end. Our relationship with God, our yeah. glorification of God, our service to God, our enjoyment of God in, 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 the, in eternal life, right? Yeah. That, uh, that is our ultimate end, right? This life, and, and that's not a cheap throwaway. That really is our ultimate end. And when I teach that um, in different settings, one way I try to bring this out is to say, um, if you're achieving that an ultimate end during your life and you're the most, you're in the lowliest and most humble and most ridiculed position, right? Yeah. Um, say you're something like a janitor, right? Yeah but you're living for the ultimate end and you're achieving that ultimate end, you're progressing that ultimate end, you're successful. Yeah. Right. That like you're winning. Yeah. Like that, that is the, the, and you get your kids there too. Right. It doesn't matter if you ever go on a fancy vacation, if you ever own a big house, none of that, all that's crap. Right. Compared to uh, the ultimate end. Right. Um, so even if, you know, things are bad in your country, even if, there are conflicts that are going on and injustices and problems and, and uh, deceptions or whatever. Okay. You know, but that doesn't keep you from getting your ultimate end. 
right? Yeah. That doesn't keep you from living for your ultimate end, right? Knowing and loving God. So there's a real, that's not, let's say, just pie in the sky. That, that if, if your ultimate end is God, there should be a certain detachment that you have yeah. to the circumstances of your life, right? That is, you, you're, not, you're not defined by the circumstances of your life, your country, your culture. You're defined by um, your ultimate end, that I'm living for God, and that can't be taken from me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Period. we just, we just celebrated the, the, the feast of uh, St. Andre Bisset, uh, who he became a saint, you know, recently, like 2010, I think like that he was a porter and he mm-hmm. did laundry. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was like a sacristan too. Like those, mm-hmm. those were essentially his duties. Mm-hmm. Now he's a saint. And I mean, he's, yeah. uh, you know, he, he performed so many different miracles uh, mm-hmm. and things, but he wasn't, you know, he, he, he had simple duties and he did them great joy and love and holiness that's right and you know and god was able to use that as an instrument Mm -hmm. in this case for the world to see but you know which is probably not going to be your case but it's not you know not everything is for the world to see it's again for those that god has placed into your care yeah and and think about you having an audience you know at the end of the day right uh i would say we have almost like yeah we have an audience in this life but another way to think about is we have an audience of one right it's god Right, or is it three? All, yeah, yeah, three. I got you. But, the, um, <laughs> but you know, like, yeah, pretty good audience. I mean, at the end of the day, we do everything before the face of God, and um, that's pleasing Him. That's what matters, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and and everything else, you know, yeah, it matters. I'm not saying other things aren't good or important. They sure. are, but they're good or important ultimately because of their ordination towards God, right? Right. Um, and so we need to always have that ultimate end uh, in perspective um, that, you know, that God alone, right, is uh, our ultimate end. The next, the other first principle I would say is that um, this is, again, a, a kind of a practical first principle, but, it, but it, 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 it involves the speculative intellect as well. Sure. Uh, which is um, that truth matters, right? That is that truth, right, uh, is our good right yeah right and 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 that that cuts across a lot about a lot of things right certainly we need to try to make our thoughts true right we need to think truly mm-hmm. that means thinking according to reality and often that means not thinking with our passions okay but that's not the spirit of 2021 babe. <laughs> What is, if we've learned one thing from 2020, it's act on your passions and nothing else. <laughs> Blind passion. That's right. We left, we left our reason at the last rest stop. So. That's right. Onward. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I want to say, yeah. Um, you know, thinking and feeling are not the same. Yeah. Right. And uh, I'm not saying that emotions don't matter. Emotions are wonderful things. Life would be very boring without them. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, emotions must not rule. If if there's one universal lesson of classical philosophy, <laughs> right, it's that reason is to rule, not passion. Yeah. Um, and so while it's good to have passions, it's wonderful that we have have them and we experience them. You know, we need to let our reason rule us. And and that means we need to look at reality. And sometimes I get it. That takes a lot of discipline, right? Yeah. And focus 
and again, a willingness to detach from our feelings. Well, and, and, uh, and I think, and I think a key point there is, you know, to, to, for our, for our listeners to understand when we say detach from our feelings, we, we mean that, you know, the virtuous man is not the one who doesn't feel. In right. fact, the virtuous person is one that feels very deeply. Sure. And, sure. and you'll find, you know, people that are people that are vir- virtuous, uh, uh, they're full of passion, right? Sure, uh, sure. Um, but they're full of passion about the right things in the right way. Because yeah, again, yeah. Uh, they, they've, they've gone through the, like you said, the discipline of thinking mm-hmm. clearly through these things right. and trying to align their passions uh, with what is true, good and beautiful. And when sure. those passions arise that are not aligned with that, then they can set those aside. And yeah. that's what, you know, that's what you mean by being detached. It doesn't mean that we, we, sure. we go around uh, not feeling, um, uh-huh. but that we, we go around feeling about the right things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. To the right degree. And, and you know, what, what makes a, a feeling good or bad, like, a, you know, a passion about, you said, you know, like passionate feelings about the true, the good, the beautiful. Well, it's our reason that lets us know, right. Yeah. What those are. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, we don't, by detachment, I don't mean, um, um, uh, the, uh, abolition of passion, right, right, right. destruction of passion, but certainly the subordination, right? That is sure. subor- that reason needs to. I mean, that passion needs to be subordinate to reason. Yeah. Um. So you know, like in our thinking, we need to really think truly. Socrates in the uh, uh, is a great example of this, I believe. Um, in the dialogue, the Gorgias. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite dialogues. I enjoyed teaching many, many, many times. Um, in there, he has a, a, a you know a long argument. If you ever read any of the dialogues, any of the long arguments, but he has a little. It, it stops in the middle, and he has a little aside, almost right. Yeah, where, where he stops the argument and he says, uh, "Gorgias, I don't know if we should continue this discussion." Gorgias <laughs> says, "Well, why not?" And he says, "Well, I want to know first whether or not you are a man like I am." And he says, "Well, what is that?" Mm. And Socrates says, "I would rather." be shown that I, I was wrong when I am wrong than when and continue in my error. Yeah. Right. And I think I mean, that's, that's right on, right. There's a kind of, um, I think in class, sometimes we call it Socratic humility, which Socrates doesn't always come off as humble, but, but kind of Socratic humility where you look, what matters is in our arguments, in our clashes is that the truth comes out. Yeah. Not that I would, Right. Uh, and that's kind of hard, especially when, you know, the, you know, the thumos, that sense of, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, of, of pride and spiritedness sure. starts to rise up in us. You know, we want to kind of smash our opponent. Um, but what we need to try to remember is truth, right? Yeah. Reality, right? And that goes both, I think, for our thinking and our discussions, as well as our behavior. We need to yeah. act in accordance with the truth, right? So we need to, you know, think truly and act uh, truly in that. Yeah. And and truth, truth is something that is distinct from you and Mm -hmm. your, and the other person you're talking about or or talking to you. Right. So, so, I mean, as much as you're trying to get the person in front of you to, to understand and realize the truth, it's not Mm -hmm. this, your truth, my truth thing. It's truth. It's true. We're trying to get at truth, you know, and then, you know, and and you can come from that, you know, and you you might, you might want to have to recognize that maybe you don't have it. Yeah. You know, the, the truth is outside of us, including me. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I might be wrong. Right. Uh, it's a weird thing to say. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're almost never told to say that, right? but I might be wrong, right? Um, uh, about many things. So there's a lot of other first principles we could deal with here. I just wanted to give you two examples uh, that I think, you know, is, is one is just remember the ultimate end. The yeah. ultimate end is knowing God. Um, and, and second, uh, you know, remember the truth matters, right? The truth is our good, right? right. Um, so I think if you, if we can focus on those two mm-hmm. ideas that and, and along with others, I, yeah, I would include, you know, serving the common good, that life isn't worth living without friends. Uh, it's an old Aristotelian principle, <laughs> right? It's a wise uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that God is in control in terms of providence. I'm not going to, uh, you know, that, that's one, you know, we kind of as, as Christians kind of throw that around lightly. Sometimes that God is in control, but really, yeah. you know, like you and I have had, we've, I don't want to belabor it because we've had several podcasts dedicated to the idea of divine providence. Um, but that's another one. Just keep that in mind. Like that is a, that should frame the way you look at yourself, the world and history and the and present events, right? That, that yeah. this is all part of God's plan. Right. right. And then go read the story of the Von Day and you'll be fine. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Read it. It's a great I, story, but actually I, uh, uh, my, my reading plan had uh, shifted the other day to um, Ecclesiastes. Uh, <laughs> that's what I've been focusing on reading the last couple of days. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. <laughs> anyway so that's awesome yeah and i think i I think so much of that also goes um goes to the when you were talking about simplicity is you know i think i think one of the big um spiritual battles right now that everybody has to face is a is a is a war of is a war of minds And, and and not just and i don't mean that of just ideas but i also mean that with regards to uh, uh, like you were talking about in the beginning with uh, we're going to, you know, flood, uh, uh, just send, send in a battalion of information into your mind <laughs> and just overwhelm it to the point right. where it simply breaks down. Um, right. and, and, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, something that, you know, you know, Catholics in this new year, you know, need to, sure. to, to be very, uh, very wary of, you know, is right. this bombardment, uh, uh, of not just ideas, but also of uh, allowing allowing things. I mean, what was the sin? part of the sin of Adam was that he didn't guard it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't necessarily, or it was that you know he ate of the fruit of the tree of good and evil, but he also did not guard. You know, the serpent got in somehow, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I and I think it's it's similar to to you know the war going on with you know with with minds now. We have to we have to be on guard uh, for that. Um, you know, and so, so one of the things that I, you know, I think that's, uh, huge in this is for, especially for Americans, we're obsessed with statistics. So, you know, one thing, you know, (laughs) that I think is, is important to, to focus on in, in 2021 with regards to, you know, keeping a sane mind, uh, and a, and a holy soul, uh, is to focus on quality, not quantity, you know, throw your statistics out the, out the window. Uh, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know. Uh, um, how many articles you consume or how many posts mm-hmm. you make or, or, or things like that. But, you know, and, and the thing is, is even, you know, St. Francis de Sales, you know, even yes. a lot of the spiritual masters, when they talk about prayer, sure. Sure. you know, right, the, right. The, the quality of the prayer is, is, is way more than the quantity. 
Now, if you're able to up mm-hmm. both, well, you know, God love you. Uh, um, that's <laughs> awesome. You know, that's what that's what we should aim for, and we should have spiritual mm-hmm. goals in that way. But I but I think that focus on on the quality of our quality of our prayer life, uh, uh, even if it's small. You know, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. there's there's beauty in simplicity, and there's there's humbleness right. in simplicity. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and and I think also that um, that quality will serve uh, uh, serve the peace of the soul. Sure. Um, in this time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, so, I mean, I think, I think one of the things maybe, you know, for 2021 is, you know, how, how can we, how can we keep, <laughs> how do we keep the, the, the peace of our soul uh, mm-hmm. during this time? What do you, what do you think about, uh, or, or, you know, what do you try to do with regards to just uh-huh. maintaining a peace, especially when everything is uncertain? I mean, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, <clears throat> you know, peace of soul, uh, I think is very important. I think peace of soul um, doesn't mean inaction. It doesn't mean that you're not engaged with things. It just means that you are engaged with clarity and, and a, and a, and a, um, a stable, well-rounded kind of soul, right? Right. That your soul has, has its priorities, right? It's well-ordered and you engage from that perspective. Also, you know, you have your priorities, right? You know, you're loving God, you're loving your family, you know, all those sorts of things. Uh, two resources that I, I find really useful, uh, kind of maybe a little surprising, uh, late classical philosophy. Uh, yes, that is surprising. Had, <laughs> <laughs> had, uh, had uh, um, was very interesting. It, it had its theoretical bent, but it also had a very practical bent. Yeah. And two different schools of philosophy that I think are useful um, actually are skepticism and stoicism. <laughs> now, they were opposed to each other, and I, I'm certainly not yeah. by any stretch a radical skeptic. But there are some things about skepticism that I think are useful, or I would say a moderate or healthy skepticism. Sure. Okay. Uh, the skeptics actually practice skepticism because they believed that vice and anxiety and strife arose from dogmatism Mm. that is believing that you know with certitude that which you do not know with certitude (laughs) right (laughs) you know what i mean like like ignorant certitude (laughs) or passionate ignorance right they would say it was it was a real vice and i kind of think there's something to that right again i'm not a radical skeptic by any stretch i'm I'm a realist sure but I also think at a practical level, there is a healthy amount of skepticism that we should have, especially about ourselves, right? <laughs> uh, and our own knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I remember, you know, when I, back in, uh, when I got to teach logic on a regular basis, I would, uh, towards the end of logic class, um, talk about, you know, what was useful about what the, the students had learned, right? And, and one of them, uh, one of the, and I came up with these kind of uh, mottos or maxims of, yeah. of being a logician. I said, you know, now that you've gone through this class, you need to go out and spread the good news of logic in the rest <laughs> of your life, right? And you need to overcome the one of the greatest eras of our of our society, logophobia. And, <laughs> and, and 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 here are some maxims to help you overcome logophobia. And one of the maxims was logician cure yourself. Um, that, you know, actually in terms of logic, right, certainly we can use logic and, and reason to, 
to cure the thoughts of others, right, of, yeah. of, of evil or, or irrationality, but we should do so with ourselves. And that's what I think, you know, a healthy kind of skepticism should make us realize the limits of our knowledge, yeah. right? Yeah, we yeah. don't actually know everything, right? Um, there's a, um, there was a, um, there was a phrase, uh, there was a little book that came out a couple of years ago. I don't remember the author's name right now, but it was a very small book, but it was very good and excuse the expletive, but it was entitled bullshit. And the whole idea was that in, a, that in modern society, we've developed the habit of claiming to know way more than we do. Right. <laughs> we all act yeah. like we are know-it-alls and experts and, um, you know, that the, the, the other side is just stupid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And a lot of that's based on BS, frankly, right? Like we're BSing, we're, we're, we're just making stuff up, exaggerating, etc. Right. And we just need to stop it. Right. It yeah. just got to stop. We've got, what we need to do uh, is to recognize and say the limits uh, of our knowledge. We don't know everything. Right. Uh, you know, if you think about your own data set, it's always limited. Sure. Right. And, and that doesn't mean we should say that there are no certitudes. I think there are certitudes. I actually think that where we get certainties in principles and universal truths, it's when we move to contingent particular things that yeah. people get so adamant about yeah. that actually there is more uncertainty. Okay. And I think, you know, I would just say, check yourself, like slow down. You oh know, Yeah. I, I don't know the number of people I know who say, oh, I've researched such and such. I'm like, what did you do? Like 10 Google searches? That's not research. Yeah. I went okay. through four pages of Google. <laughs> like, that's not research. That's Googling. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were going to say something, Jason? Yeah, I mean, it's just, and, and the, the, this, uh, this certainty about uncertainties, <laughs> if, if somebody, a good way to spot it, I'll say this, and this could be a helpful, a helpful tool uh, if you're, you're, you're out and about, even within yourself, mm -hmm. if you have to, if you have to make the claim out loud to somebody, well, that's, that's, it's just true. That's, a, <laughs> you know, or, you know, well, that, that's a proven fact. Well, okay. If you have to say that, you know, you either have to show that it's a proven fact, you can't just state something, you know, and the same right, with, right, same right, within right. your mind. And this is where you, you know, I think, you know, like the skepticism comes in. Okay. I think this is true. Okay. Well prove it to yourself. Right. You know, go, right. go through, go through the evidence. And if you're like, mm -hmm. well, you know, ah, it's kind of, well, my sources, you know, was, you know, shadywebsite.com. Well, you know, like <laughs> maybe, right. maybe that's not a trustworthy uh, uh, news source or maybe that's, yeah. you know, so, you know, go through, go through that process um, mm -hmm. of, of going, going through it. But, but also, I, you know, one of the things that I think is important is that we don't, that we don't sit here and do this uh, that we don't analyze everything that comes our way you sure. know again this is where i was thinking talking about you know the mind needs to to also be be guarding some you know if mm -hmm. somebody makes some claim about an election or something like that okay you know like if i you know ask yourself you know if i go through this process of proving or disproving this at least to my intellect will that have an effect on my life probably not mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. is it worth my time to do this? Right. Right. You know, because sure. what are because that's the, that's the other thing is you're mm -hmm. you're you're uh, um, the devil wants to take that time away. The devil wants sure. to take that yeah. time away from yeah. your vocation, right? Uh huh. Right. That's so, a good point. 
And I think, you know, we talked about the bombardment of information. Yeah. You know, something that's that's come back, um, an image that's come back to me over and over again uh, in, in, in really the last month is the allegory of the cave. Yeah. Uh, which is such a powerful image because it's so true. You know, <laughs> I mean, the, the, like, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and, and mentioned and like you know for philosophers that's some of the best material we've got (laughs) (laughs) and the reason like i mean like i can present the allegory of the cave to almost any audience and most people are going to find it interesting right yeah and and the reason is man it speaks to to the human experience i think sure and and you know i'm not going to go through the details of the allegory of cave i encourage you if you've never read the allegory of the cave just just put that in your search engine you'll pull it up real quickly it's a great oh um, yeah uh, great little allegory image um of the human condition but if anybody's familiar with it all right the idea is that is that there's a well the story is that there's a group that all human beings or most human beings are chained to a chair Mm -hmm. in the bottom of a cave and that what all we see are shadows cast by puppets and fires right in the background they're behind behind us us. yeah right And, and what we see are images in front of us okay um, uh, or images, shadows, right? Yeah. Um, and the shadows are, 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 are representations of puppets, which themselves are not the real things, right? So that we're three times removed or twice removed from reality. We see the, the, the shadows of puppets, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's what we're engaged with. Now, there's a lot, that's a, to understand all the depth of that, right? It takes a full class on Platonism. But, the, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there is something about that that we should all recognize, which is that, especially in our time, and I, I, think, I think if Plato had been aware of TV even, much less the <laughs> internet, he would have been like, yep, shadows in the cave, right? I mean, <laughs> like, you know, we are so, what we often, again, this kind of goes with a healthy skepticism. Again, I'm not a radical skeptic. I'm not saying that there's no certitude, that we have sure. no knowledge or something like that. We do have knowledge. We do have truth. We do get certitude. But it's also the case that a lot of what is presented to us is an image of an image of an image, yeah. right? Is a, is a shadow um, that, and that, you know, in the cave, he's talking about our ordinary life in the city. Right. Mm-hmm. And the city for him is the political community that that we move among shadows. Yeah. Right. And, and that means that we need to be um, cautious about all presentations. Right? Yeah. Uh, even CSA. Check us up. Right. <laughs> See if we, what I'm saying is true about the allegory of the cave. That won't offend me. That'll make me happy. Right. <laughs> um, I'll be happy if you do that. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, as I was saying, you know, uh, with CSA, check us up. You know, every media presentation, yeah, um, every video, every, uh, especially videos, every damn meme, right? I mean, come on, like, I mean, I, I enjoy a good meme as anybody else, but memes are not thinking, right? They're not logic. They're not yeah. definitions. They're not arguments. They're kind of like maybe a, a half a premise of an argument or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, again, I think they're funny. I'm not saying that memes are evil. I'm just saying, don't think that they're thinking. Um, recognize that they're just an image of an image of an image of an image, right? Yeah. Um, so, again, all that isn't to say we shouldn't have certainty. You know, you know what I'm certain of, Jason? The Apostles' yeah. Creed. I'm certain <laughs> of that, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the ins and outs of this or that contingent events that may or may not have happened 
or, or how they happen. There's a lot of things I just don't know about those things and I don't want right. to pretend I know them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, this goes, this goes back to, you know, there, there's, there's this war for the, the time that our minds mm-hmm. are going to be spent on, on these things in 2021 is not uh, shaping up to be uh, anything less than uh, an extension of 2020. Um, so <laughs> worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the first seven days were sorry. Guys. Great, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, but at the same time, you know, tough times, you know, make for strong mm-hmm. people, you know, and, sorry, and this sorry. is where, and this is where as Catholics, if we don't have our minds on straight, if we don't have our heads on straight, you know, right, right, we right. can easily be led astray. You can easily sure. be led down rabbit holes of conspiracies and, and, sure. and and or even just you even if you've, you you take your you, even if you're focusing on something that is um that is true and worthy if it takes your focus off of god and it takes your right. focus off of what is most important right, right. Uh, uh then it's it's going to do harm and i and i think mm-hmm. you know and, and i think that's one of the tricks of the devil is he doesn't just sure uh, uh, you know, he doesn't just tell a lie, but he twists the mm-hmm. truth, you know? So mm-hmm. he's not going to say, well, you know, here's a choice between good and evil. Well, that's easy for most yeah. Catholics, even that have a, a, a minimal uh, a spiritual sure. life. I'm going right, to choose right. the good as opposed to the evil. But what the devil does do is he puts two goods in front of you. Right. right. And he wants yeah. you to choose yeah. the lesser good and ignore right. the yeah. higher good. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so it's something for us to be, be aware of, um, to look out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, understand the reality of it and try to guard ourselves against it. Again, that doesn't mean that we don't disengage from the world altogether and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, you know, go form our own little community, you know, in the Southeast mm-hmm. corner of Saskatchewan or something like that. But we just, we, we, we try to, to focus, yeah. uh, focus our attention and have those priorities and give to God what is God mm-hmm. and uh, uh, give to the world what we can. Yeah, sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, but, but in the right order, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, um, obviously there's a, uh, uh, I think a very interesting and provocative book. Uh, I know you've read Jason called the Benedict option. Oh yeah. It deals with some of these issues and even, you know, uh, Roger who wrote that, you know, that people have strong reactions to the book, but often one of the things that's ignored in his book is that, you know, he says, um, even, you know, that there's a variety of ways in which that can be realized. Yeah. Uh, that is the Benedict option. Uh, it might for some people mean, uh, remote intentional communities, <laughs> but for most of us, it won't. Uh, and in addition to that, he says like, look, there's no, uh, there's not a, a absolute dichotomy between civic engagement and sure. you know, following the Bennett option, right? I mean, you can be civically engaged and be developing alternative institutions, right? Which is what that, that book is really about. Um, last point I want to hit on Jason, we got time for one more. Yeah. Okay, is uh, healthy stoicism. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so, you know, clear thinking, healthy skepticism, and healthy stoicism. Now, again, I'm not advocating here stoicism in the dogmatic or strong sense, right? Sure. Or comprehensive sense. But I think the stoics develop some ideas that are useful, mm-hmm. right, uh, to, to anybody who's trying to follow right reason and, and, and true faith. Um, one of those um, is this just great saying by Epictetus, and this fits some with what you were talking about, but Epictetus has a little book, uh, it's called The Handbook. Mm-hmm. And it's a, um, uh, in Caridian, I believe is the, the name. Um, it starts with this great line about, you know, some things are, are in our control 
and some things are not in our control. <laughs> and those things that are not in our control are slavish, and it's slavish to pursue them. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a kind of strong saying. It's meant to be. The Stoics are actually, one of the things I like about the Roman Stoics is they're kind of preachy. Uh, they, they, they're trying to get your attention, you know. Sure. And so they use, you know, strong language about things sometimes. But, you know, there are just a lot of things outside of our control, right? And, uh, and, and what Epictetus is really wanting us to do is say, look, if you put your time, your energy, right, into those things that are outside of your control to the neglect of the things that are in your control. Yeah. Right. Then you're, you're, you're acting irrationally, mm -hmm. right? Because you're trying to, to control something that isn't under your control. Right. right? You know, and, and your feelings about it, your anxiety, your anger, your tweet, your email, et cetera, about that thing that's not under your control doesn't change that fact right all you did is waste time yeah 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 all hey, you're you just gonna drive time. yourself insane exactly yeah Man. instead focus on what you can control right yeah um and and act well there see that's where virtue that's where you have the actual possibility of virtue right yeah that's where you have the actual possibility of bettering the world or serving your society right um you know one of the things i think about with my children <clears throat> is that in raising them, of course, I just get a lot of joy out of my children, uh, uh, for sure. But one of the aspects of being their father is thinking that I'm raising them and I have a duty to raise them as good citizens, right? I'm not raising them just for themselves, for me. I'm not, I'm not even raising them just for themselves. Sure. I'm raising them yeah. for everyone else, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so one of the best ways I serve the community, and I, this sounds weird when people when I would say it is I serve the community by trying to be a good father, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that is a real way, the real way yeah. of serving the community because it's under my control and it's effective. Now, all parents know, no parenthood is, uh, is going to guarantee outcomes. Yeah, that's a place where we can we can have a real impact. And, and the thing I'll add to that is no statistic that your favorite um, group takes sure. a poll on no church survey is going to be able to recognize that. Mm -hmm. So as much as we're obsessed with our statistics, they're, they're, they're never going to get at the inner life of, of the family. They're never going to get mm -hmm. at the inner life of a husband and a father and a mm -hmm. wife and a mother and children. Right. You're, you're never going to get at that. And so sure. much of what we're focused on is statistics. No, again, go back. Like you said, go back to those first principles, go back to mm -hmm. those things that we know for sure. Right, uh, right. You have a vocation, you have, uh, sure. you have a role to play that God has given to you and nobody else. Right. Right. Uh, right. That we can be certain of that. Grab, right. a, <laughs> grab a hold of that and run. That's you know? right. That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, hammer away at that. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, that, those are the, the, that's, that's where you can do the good. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, we don't want to neglect, uh, the things that God has has given us or the, the, the people that sure. God has put into our care yeah. for those, for those lesser goods. You know, I yeah. think you, you hit on one of the, one of the big points that I think is, is I think if you're going to, you know, really focus on anything in 2021, I think it should be avoiding anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and this mm -hmm. is one thing that uh, it's not just a practical and like, you know, a, 
a mental health thing. It's a spiritual thing. You know, sure. in, uh, I got a great quote here from uh, St. Francis de Sales from Introduction to the Vout Life. Um, when he talks about anxiety of the mind, and I think it is, is, is absolutely key for mm-hmm. uh, uh, guiding you uh, through 2021. Maybe we should have put this at the very beginning because this is the <laughs> one thing I want people to get, to get out of this. Uh-huh. He says that anxiety of the mind is not so much an abstract temptation as the source whence various temptations arise. Right. You know, great. so I mean, yeah, it's not just that, you know, I am um, anxious and I'm all these other things. No, he, he's right. saying that this anxiety of the mind is going to be the root of mm-hmm. all these other temptations and all right. these other right. issues uh, uh, that are going to arise. You know, losing that peace of the soul, that begins with, you know, the anxiety mm-hmm. of, that's in your mind and stuff. So if we can, you know, uh, uh, keep up with our prayer life, if we can, you yeah. know, try to focus on those things that actually matter that, that we have, mm-hmm. you know, control over, like, like mm-hmm. you said, um, uh, you know, taking those, you know, those, uh, lessons from the Stoics, right. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, we can, you know, uh, avoid, uh, unnecessary anxiety, which again, mm-hmm. uh, St. Francis is saying, um, that this is, uh, the source whence various temptations arise. That's good. Um, yeah. so, yeah. um, I think that's, I, I think that's just absolutely key. If we if we want to make it through, through this blasted year, through this blessed year, there we go. That's better. <laughs> through this blessed year, uh, sure. uh, we we need to do that. We have to do that's that. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would just say that, that Jason, and uh, just adding here is that I think the things we've laid out here are a way of looking at 2021, you know, eyes wide open. Yeah. Uh, to, to uh, I, I mean, I'm no Pollyanna, right? I, I see the evils of the world. Sure. Right. Um, but I think what we're talking about here are things that should help us to be content and excellent. Yeah. Joyful, even in these circumstances, right. You know, as, as Christians, as, as people loving wisdom, pursuing wisdom, we should be people, right. Who are content, effective and joyful, even in these circumstances. And that's possible without delusion, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, seeing the evil as evil. Um, but you know, that if we have a certain, if we, if we think clearly, if we have a, a healthy skepticism, uh, and, um, you know, a healthy stoicism, you know, that, that, and, and you know, those will all contribute to overcoming anxiety, right. Sure. Um, to helping us focus on our vocation, right. The ordinary duties. I, you know, one of my favorite saints is St. Jose Maria Escrivá. Yeah. And you know, his, his emphasis on, right. The ordinary duties of uh, our vocation, all of these things go together and can help us live in reality, see things as they are. Right. And yet remain, um, you know, uh, uh, effective and uh, joyful uh, and excellent. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think just, when you have that, when you have that, when you have that, uh, along with that clarity of the mind, mm-hmm. you know, when great circumstances, you know, call you to act, sure. you, can, you can do that with, with, with faith, with certitude, with hope That's right. and with love, you know, you mm-hmm. can, you sure, can do that. Sure. And, but, but if we remain in this state of, of uncertainty and anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, when, when those, when those virtuous calls come, mm-hmm. uh, we may cower. Or That's we right. may That's we right. may yeah. simply fold, 
and sure. and and not act. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one just last thing here uh, to add to all all that we've said here. I know we've got a bucket full of stuff, but that's good. <laughs> it means you should go back and listen to this episode. <laughs> share with your friends. Uh, share with others is. Um, uh, and again, this is going to sound a little goofy and a little Pollyannish maybe, but I think it's just true. I know it's true for my own temperament. Um, is um, part of having your eyes wide open and being realistic is also spotting the good, right? Yeah. We have a uh, almost biological preference for negativity, <laughs> uh, you know, as, as almost like a survival instinct, right? And um there's a we have a bias towards the negative and 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 that actually can cause you to think inaccurately yeah do, do you follow me right oh yeah if you're absolutely. only seeing the negative then you're that might that's not the whole picture right and and, and in so many conversations in the last month or so i've had i've, I've tried like your own you're not seeing the whole picture right there's there are other things here and the way i like to talk about this and again this sounds a little a little goofy but i think it's it's true is is gratitude right i mean yeah. is, is exercising gratitude see also i'm not saying don't see the evil see yeah. the evil where it is evil but see also the good that divine providence has placed in your life yeah right that that is also part of the picture right uh, you know, that, that there are, your life is probably full of good things mm -hmm. if you'll open your eyes, right. And embrace them. Absolutely. And, and the more, and the, the, the thing also is with, you know, with God's grace, with that gratefulness and the focusing on the good, it actually becomes easier to spot what is bad sure. um, yeah, yeah. and what is evil. And when we're not focused on the good, you know, you can have uh, 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 things in disguise and right, uh, right. focus on things that are, you know, not necessarily bad or, or evil or just mis be mistaken. Um, mm -hmm. So, no, I, I completely agree mm -hmm. uh, with you. Well, I hope our listeners, I hope we've given you uh, some things to think about and some practical points to take away to really set your mind straight, mm -hmm. uh, uh, to, to focus on the things that, that matter and also to think about the things that we can control the things that we are responsible for, uh, and most importantly, to to uh, turn our mind toward God uh, in the times of uncertainty. Know that He, uh, there's you know great truth to the little nursery rhyme, right? He's got the whole world in His hands, you know. So there is a there's a, there's providence providences there. He has gone before us, uh, and He goes with us. And uh, it's important for us to, to keep that in mind and don't let uh, the world destroy your peace. Uh, that's what the devil wants. And uh, we just want to encourage you with uh, uh, good Catholic wisdom and the tools of philosophy uh, to help you do that. So um, in the new year, we're going to be rolling out all sorts of new content. Uh, and we, we hope that you stick with us. Stay along for the ride. We're, we're excited. And we just want to thank you for everything that, that has happened over the past couple of years uh, with Catholic Studies Academy. And so if you haven't already, check out all of our content over at catholicstudiesacademy.com. Until next time, God bless.